Hello, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I'm Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm very excited to welcome Chris Cohen with Bands to Fans. Chris is the founder, and Bands to Fans specializes in text content for musicians. This is custom quality content for their social media, website, newsletters, and even ebooks. He draws out their best stories and insights, and using your words, he creates um, work for you. He creates work that you can use across social platforms, etc. Um, Chris, I'm very excited to learn about your work, and um, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thank you for inviting me to uh, be a guest. Yes. So um, can you share with us a little bit about yourself and how Bands to Fans got started? Uh, yeah, I'll give you the the very abbreviated life story of of how this came about. So, um, I've always been one of those music geeks, you know. In you know, even when I was in high school and stuff, was constantly buying magazines and and you know any newspapers that had interviews of musicians with them and reading uh, liner notes. Uh, you know, I think I've read the liner notes of every album I've ever owned. Um, and, you know, just really, you know, got into it and obsessed with it, but never thought it would turn into anything much. But then, uh, in the midst of college, I went to college in Los Angeles and, uh, I ended up getting involved in rock radio there. And so I went into rock radio and that was a really fantastic experience and I loved it. But at that point, rock radio was starting to decline. So, uh, I thought, well, I had the, I had the fun shot at the job, but, uh, you know, I'm also kind of a geek. And so as radio was declining, terrestrial tech was coming up. And so I started, you know, applying my more techie skills and started working for large tech companies. And I thought, okay, this is, this will be my, my path from now on. But then I kept, I thought it was going to be stable, but it kept getting layoff after layoff and all those fun situations. So uh, during, uh, during a time in between jobs, uh, by this point, uh, my family and I were living here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, I was doing some freelance writing on the side for this one uh, publication. And they said, oh, we have a relationship with the local amphitheater. If you ever want tickets, let us know. So I looked up and um, the band Huey Lewis and the News were coming through town. And so I said, can I have tickets? And they said, sure, would you write a review? And I said, you know, it'd be much more fun to do an interview than to write a review. So I started uh, pitching them, the management, on writing the review. And uh, as I was doing so, I was looking into their stuff. And they really weren't doing anything with social media, just very scattered. So... I was kind of, you know, intrigued by that. And uh, three days before the show, I got a phone interview with Huey and uh, we talked. And at the end, I just said, what the hell? And I said, you know, I was looking and it seems like you guys aren't doing much with social media. And, and I think I could really help you with this. Um, and he said, I like what you're saying. And he said, let's talk about this on Saturday. I said, cool. How? And he said, well, you're coming to the show, right? And I said, well, yeah, I, I have tickets. I don't have backstage passes. And he's like, well, now you do. <laughs> so uh, during the opening act, I went back and I spoke with him, uh, Lowell, their their manager, and Bill, the drummer, who was the, uh, the one guy who was doing any kind of stuff with social media. And I said, look, you you know, you're on Facebook, but you've you've only got like 7,000 followers, and which does not you know come near your fan base you're only posting occasionally i said you're not on twitter at all i said there are three fake huey lewis accounts on twitter 
Um, I said at least I, I assume you guys weren't the ones that created the one with the handle that says I'm Huey Lewis, bitch. <laughs> and uh and he said, I don't know, I may have said that at one point in time. So, but I said, you know, you have all this stuff, and and you know, there was just an anniversary of Back to the Future, and you know, there's all that material to, and you know, there's so much stuff for you to talk about. And uh, he said, he said, yeah, I said, okay, we're going to think about this. So they did the show and then he came up to me after the show and he said, I think we're going to give this a try. I said, okay, great. And uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, management called and said, okay, we're going to try this until the end of the year and, and we'll see how it goes. And uh, that was 11 years ago and I'm, I'm still working with them. Fantastic. Um, that's so exciting. I love that you just had an idea, pitched it, and it evolved just naturally and just became something that now you've built your career around. Yeah. I mean, because I never had any grand plans of being an entre- entrepreneur or having, you know, uh, uh, any kind of business at all. Uh, um, I just... I saw this opportunity and I kind of jumped at it. And also it was as a music fan, I wasn't seeing the kind of stuff I wanted to see on mm. social media. You know, I, I sometimes flippantly say I started this business because I got tired of seeing all these musicians just posting pictures of their lunch every day, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to hear like the creative process of how, you know, you do an interview and then how you shape pieces for content. Sure. Sure. Um, So my thing is, is I just try and make it as easy for clients as possible. A lot of them are, are really busy, especially if they're, you know, constantly on tour and such. And, you know, I've seen other agencies, record labels and stuff. They just kind of push off homework onto them and say, oh, well, you know, write these posts about this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, they're tired, they're busy, they don't necessarily want to do that. Also, if you put them in front of a blank text box or something, they, you know, they just can't think of, of what to say necessarily. But if you get them involved in a conversation, then all these great stories and insights and everything come come flowing out. So my approach to it all, and and I'm never one who wanted to put words in anyone's mouth either. So my technique with what uh, I mainly do, the 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 bulk of what I do is I interview them, and we record it, and you know much like in the, what we're doing now, and then we transcribe it, and then I pull out quotes. And, you know, I'll send it to them. I say, oh, I think this was a cool story about this song and and such. And and they'll go, yeah, good as is. Or, you know, they're like, oh, let me, I forgot something. Let me add to that kind of thing. And so it's this way. It's still them. It's all their personality and everything. I'm just, you know, drawing it out of them and then doing, you know, really minor editing just, you know, with, with punctuation and stuff. And then I go through the process of, of customizing it for each social media platform and if there's other people to tag doing that because they don't you know they really can't stand any of that kind of stuff yeah yeah uh and so in this way it's 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 custom content it's all these great stories and insights and um it's all coming from them i just do the the grunt work so to speak yeah 
Um, how, uh, so when you do your interviews, do you, um, I, I personally are curious as, as a podcast host, mm. do you have like a list of questions as a base um, or is it total free, you know, form conversation or how do you approach an interview? Um, I've found if I can get like <laughs> eight to 10 really solid questions uh, about that person, that I can, we can talk for like an hour just based mm -hmm. on that. Um, and because there's so many things that pop up in the course of the conversation that make you think, oh, I didn't know about that. And could you explain a little bit more? And then, oh, does that mean, you know, A, B, and then C? And then mm -hmm. uh, all these other discussions often come out of it. So you know, for me, if it's like, if you have some really solid questions to jump off from, um, and when it's, you know, when it's someone, cause I do interviews with people who aren't clients, um, and you know, I'll just go in and number one, you know, it's usually around an album release. So I'll go in mm. again, read through all the liner notes and stuff, and you can find a lot of interesting information there and then just listen to the songs and say, Oh, this reminded me of this, or how did you get this particular effect here? Uh, and then go through past interviews and you'll find things where it's like, there could be cool jumping off points where they said, you know, okay, you said this here. What, what did you mean by that? Cause they didn't mm. follow up in the original interview um, and the things of that nature. And, and uh, that's, that's kind of how I do the prep work for it. Very cool. So um, since you're working in like the space of, of interviews and um, sharing content to social media, what kind of changes have you seen in the industry and what kind of changes are you seeing on the um, horizon with regard to technology and, and it, how people are engaging online? Um, in many ways, it's gotten harder. Um, in, in some ways it was this kind of big bait and switch with with uh, the social big social media companies where they said oh you know you gather all your people here and we will handle the distribution you know and we'll give you this platform and everything in the beginning it was really uh easy if you put out something really great it would be shown to everyone and everyone yeah. would comment and everything and then uh they switched and they started uh, um, basically keeping fans hostage and said, all right, we'll show it to this tiny fraction of your fans. If you want to show it to the rest of them, you're going to have to pay up. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, or there's people that try and win over the algorithm, so to speak, um, by, you know, oh, here's the latest thing you can do, the latest tricks and all that. But so much of that is comes down to that slogan, uh, enragement equals engagement, where it's like the more you get mm -hmm. people to argue and stuff like that, the more the algorithm says, oh, this is what they want to see, because look at all the comments. So my thing is, you know, put out good stuff and then just ignore all the stats altogether. And just you have no control over that. And don't try and pander to it. Mm -hmm. Um you know, if you get good stuff out there, it's it'll spread. Um, and, you know, the best. Uh, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The best, uh, 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 most succinct uh, evaluation of the value of it all 
because you know I've explained this to you know uh, clients and stuff why the, the you know, a lot of people pay for fake stats and numbers and I know bands that have a million followers and can't sell a ticket to save their lives mm-hmm. and so you know one time I asked a client of mine I said well so how do you evaluate the the, the stuff we're doing together and and uh, the value of that and he said he said after we started working together he said people were coming up to me at shows after the show and talking about things that we posted about. And they weren't commenting online, Mm. but obviously they were reading. So social media companies, they have no way to track that, people who don't engage. But obviously it was connecting with people. And so it's sinking in. The algorithms have no idea to figure out how, but it's, it's having an impact. And then they tell people and so on. Yeah. You know, I I can relate to that. I've definitely... um... You know, sometimes for whatever reason, you don't engage with something, but you remember it. It kind of just sticks with you and you run into somebody and you're like, oh, hey, you know, um, so that is really interesting. And um, and I think what I like about what you're saying is that you're staying true to like the authentic message and the voice because people will connect with that, you know, and at least there is in these algorithms still like organic reach that happens because you post something, people connect with it, they share it. Um, you know, uh, but I, I always appreciate that because then you get to know an artist or someone more authentically, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, again, I'm, I've never been into the gimmicks of stuff and, and I'm coming at it from the point of view of a fan. This is, Mm -hmm. this is the stuff that I love that I can't find anywhere. Um, You know, it's, uh, you know, another example that I posted about recently was I just finished the uh, Bono's autobiography uh, from U2 and it's great and I love it. And, but it's like, okay, none of this stuff is on their social media. Um, And I would love to see this kind of stuff. I mean, they have, you know, incredible videos and stuff, but these, these stories and insights, they're not there. And also, I'm a big fan of of YouTube, but they never come up in my feed because, again, the algorithm is an idiot and has no idea what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, you know, maybe it's not always artists you're working with, but like up and coming artists, is there any suggestions you would have for them to create more like authentic, engaging content, like consistently, um, you know, whether it would be working with you or, you know, if they're they're trying to do it on their own like what's you know do you have any advice for artists and how to go about that um well you know a i'd love if they hired me i'd be happy to to help them out with that um if they're you know if they're doing it on their own um you know i think it's there are a lot of people that try and and emulate what really big names are doing Mm. but i don't think i necessarily can like i once spoke to some manager and i was uh uh, trying to pitch him on getting his band and working with his band and and he said oh yeah they've got an album coming out he said we're we're going to do the thing though where we don't tell anyone about it we just suddenly (laughs) release it and then you know boom and i'm like oh i said if if your name is Adele, that works fantastically. If anyone else on the planet besides, you know, her, Beyonce, whatever, there's like three people that works for. And then everyone else, it's it's not that big a deal. Those people have the greater media, 
you know, uh, uh, projecting everything they say out into the world, you know, so I don't think you can't, you know, try those particular tactics, but I think the advantage you have is like, okay, if you can, they're not doing stuff where they talk about songs or uh, uh, life on the road or any of that kind of thing. If you could just honestly talk about your music and, and the stuff that you love, um, I think, you know, you can really build a solid fan base that way. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, I have like a million more questions. So I'm so okay. curious about your work, but um, we are coming close to the end. So I'd love to hear um, about your vision for uh, bands to fans, what you see in the next year and beyond. Hmm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's like when, um, back when I worked in, in, in traditional corporate jobs and stuff, they would always say, you know, where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know? And I yeah. would, I would say, yeah, when I was in college, the internet didn't exist. So I've mm-hmm. given up on <laughs> predicting where, where things are going. Um, or where is, th- um, your hope, you know? Right. Right. My thing is just, you know, doubling down on, as I said before, things you can control, which is the quality of your content. A lot of people are going frantic over, oh, we've got to post like 30 times a day and everything. But then if, you know, if that works at all, then someone else is posting 35 times a day and you're never going to win that particular game. And it's just going to burn you out. Um, and then plus it's, it's, it's a rigged game anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, so my thing is, you know, just focus on, you know, the, the quality of the content, uh, platforms will come and go. There's all this talk as, as we're recording this about, all right, is, is Twitter going to last, you know, throughout all this. And my thing is, I don't know, it doesn't matter if they go away, someone else will come along, you know, the, 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 the one thing that's been proven is people like this material they haven't been had access to this material um and so you know my thing is whatever the however the landscape changes my thing is just going to be all right let's focus on the quality and actually talking about you know the music and and uh uh you know the performances and the concerts and and all of that yeah absolutely I love that. Um, well, before we go, can you share with how people can stay connected with you for those artists that would love to work with you, how they can um, reach out and anything else you'd like people to know about bands to fans? Sure. Uh, well, the easiest thing is the website, which is bands to fans to spelled out to you bands to fans.com. Um, that is, you know, my central hub for everything. Um, and then I also recently started a, a sub stack under the, uh, address of bands to fans.substack.com where I'm posting, uh, a, my insights, but also a lot of interviews that I'm doing with, uh, uh other artists and, um, I don't know. I'm just, you know, also if. I don't know. There are artists that are out there that, you know, are are releasing music and, you know, other professional musicians that uh, might be interested in being interviewed, you know, even if they're not going to be a client, uh, because I've done that with a number of people and it's uh, I still love it. I'm still the music geek at heart. uh, um, And so, you know, I love uh, the clients that I work with. I'm proud to say that uh, three of them, uh, Huey Lewis in the News, Fabulous Thunderbirds, and Cowboy Mouth, they've each been with me for over a decade now. 
Um, so that's that's a big point of pride. But again, I'm happy to to uh, you know talk to other artists, even if it's just to interview them. I love it. Well, um, to those listening, definitely reach out to Chris Cohen uh, if you are an artist or a band. And I mean, at the least, it could be an interview or it could be, you know, actually getting the help that uh, us musicians need with getting on social media and figuring out how to work with the content that you know is there. You just might not know how to put it out there. Um, Oh, excuse me. Uh, Chris, thank you no so problem. much. For, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. And um, this was Chris Cohen with Bands to Fans. Thank you.